You know, many of you are working jobs, you know, definitely working for the folks, you know, and, and like I said, I, I pray that you can start your own business so you don't have to do that anymore. And sometime, I, you know, I, I haven't experienced this, but this brother is going to talk about something that maybe some of you have experienced on jobs, especially a lot of brothers. I don't know about the sisters as much, and I have not seen it as much with the women, but I've definitely seen it with black men when we get together and have conversations on the job. Let's go ahead and roll what our brothers have to say. Uh, racism ain't nothing but a mind game. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to fact about the one time I finessed my plant manager when I was younger. Now, peep, at this job, it was only two of us that was black. And whenever we talked or we was together, they always had to interrupt or try to separate. But however, when the white folks be at work in the break room, as long as they want, nobody say nothing. It ain't even break time. They outside smoking cigarettes. Nobody say nothing. So one time me and my, my homie, we chopping it up. Plant manager come up. Hey, uh, is it, you know, any work needs to be done in the back? I'm like, uh, yeah, I got you. No worries. You mind if I ask you a question right quick? He's like, sure. This is where it got funny. I'm like, now what I'm about to ask you, it's only two answers you can give me, but whatever you say gonna tell me everything about your whole character. He got real uncomfortable. He's like, oh, oh, okay. I'm like, how would you define white privilege in your words? He got hella uncomfortable. Uh, you know what it is? The workplace, I don't really want to talk about that. I said, I figured you was gonna say that and I walked out. From that day on, he didn't give me no problems. He was extra beyond nice. Anytime, you know, it was overtime, you need overtime or anything, let me know. He was extra nice. And this is what I did. It's all in the mind. Now, what I did was this. It's two answers. Somebody that's obviously not racist has no problem saying, you know, white privileges, you know, things that I get away with because of my skin color, blah, blah, blah. They have no no problem admitting that. A racist, on the other hand, they don't like to admit that that type of stuff exists. So they get hella uncomfortable. They either going to play stupid like what it is, which how I know what it is, and I ain't even white. Or they gonna just dance around the whole topic, and that's what he did. But what I did is I never called him a racist. I never said anything. I just kind of painted a picture, and I said, I figured you would say that. Never accused him of nothing. And so from then on, he felt like his cover was blown, and he had to try to be extra nice to prove that he wasn't what he really was. That's how you beat him at their own game. I know exactly what this brother is talking about. I experienced it my whole life when I was working for the folks. Now, I remember one time that this is one that sticks out of my mind. So we used to work like a straight night shift when I first started at this particular company for a few years that we worked straight nights. So I was working, um, 6 PM to 6 AM. That was my schedule. I loved that schedule. I was working four on four off. So four twelves, you know, so if you take a vacation, then you would have 12 days off, right? So great schedule to work. And then they switched it maybe some years later where we was working two weeks a days, which is 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. I think they switched it to 5 a.m. to 5 p.m. And then nights was 5 p.m. to 5 a.m. So two weeks a days, two weeks a nights. Of course, we was upset by that, of course, because we love our nights. The reason why we loved our nights, we had to deal with no, none of the supervisors. We all did what we had to do, you know, gauge our, our tanks. You know, we was climbing them tanks, getting gauges at night, um, split them up. You know, those tanks would be anywhere from like 40 feet, you know, to, to maybe like 50 feet. I think the smaller ones are maybe about uh, 30 some odd feet tanks, and we have to climb up these tanks, get gauges um, every night on different products, like, uh, you know, used oil, you know, different lube oils, crude, et cetera, that we had to do. And so we went to days. You know, they used to have some some complaints about people on days. Well, at that time period, we was doing about 80 trucks a day. Now, the trucks we were doing was tanker trucks. Uh, we was offloading them, 
Um, and they was coming in, they was coming in. So they ended up putting us on, on days and they had some other brothers there. So it was like me. And I think, uh, and I, I'm gonna call names. If you see the video, you'll laugh about it. I think it was me, uh, I think, uh, Danny safety man. He know who he is. Crazy brother. He's funny. I think it was Irie that was there. I think big Mike. So we all, you know, doing our job. They, they just talking about how great we work, how fast we work. Oh man, the work get done so great with them. You know, something they never said before about the, about the other crews. So we all there having a conversation. You know, I think we was talking about, I think maybe some basketball and, and something else. Now, no work was going on, right? Nothing was really going on. So we had this conversation. Yeah, the supervisor, he was way off. But we saw we saw him just like I peeped him and I said, What are he looking at? So I was like, whatever. So we was up there talking, and he just kept staring and staring. And then, then eventually he come walk up and he said, Hey fellas, kind of spread out a little bit. Y'all hanging out. And we looking at him like. And then I think Big Mike at the time saying, you know, good and well, when it when these other people around here talking the same way we're talking. It's never issue and problem, but it's a problem. We sit down and, and, and we not sit down. Actually, we was all standing up that we having a conversation. And if something had to be done, we was right there. So we like, boom, okay, let's go get the work. We'll get the job done. We can come back, have a conversation after that. You know, I've seen that. That was just one instance I'm describing, but it's like every time as black people, we get together and have a conversation, they either try to break it up or this other thing they do. They, We'll try to just come and get into our conversation, right? So we'll be talking and they'll smile and they try to interject themselves in, in our conversations. And what they try to do is try to say like, Hey, I I'm, I'm important to be in your conversation. I'm going to just start trying to get in and domineer your like colonize our conversation. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying like the same thing that happened recently when I was in, um, Atlanta. When uh, me and brother Sharif having a conversation, we talking about business, talking about filming. We talking about the, you know, the cameras, we talking about all kinds of, then, you know, the, the folks are trying to just interject themselves in our conversation. We didn't ask them to get in. We didn't say, Hey, what do you think? We didn't do anything. We didn't know these people, right? But every time brothers are having a conversation, intelligent conversation, I talking about, uh, Cardi B or, 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 or sexy red or any of those kind of people, Sukihana, we're not having them dumb conversations. We actually have a conversations about business or, or things like that. And the folks want to get in it. Now, where did it come from? Where does it come from? It comes from way back to slavery. They had laws on the books that no more than two black people can be together at one time because in their rabbit mind, we're trying to plot on them. We try to plot revolts. We're trying to plot this. So while we laughing and talking and, and you know how we talk or whatever, you know, they and they man, we plotting on them. We doing something to them. And that's their guilty conscience that they run around with constantly. I wouldn't want to have that kind of guilty conscience that every time I see a group of people, I'm thinking they're trying to plot on me. Man, that's not a way to live. Sorry, it's not. Well, if, if I felt that way about a group of people and I, I feel we got some sort of beef, let's go ahead and handle that beef because I wouldn't want nobody running around, being around me that I'm thinking plotting on me because we got some beef. I do not want any kind of people around me like that. But unfortunately, these people rather run around and think about us plotting on them than just going on and making peace with us. And that, that way they never have to worry about 
nobody even thinking like that, right? Which we don't even think like that on a good day. We're not even concerned with them. Uh, the most thing that we want is black people just to leave us the hell alone. That's really what we want. We don't want to, to mess with you. Like you do you, we do us, and, and that's the end of it. But they, but they can't stay in that because if they feel that we're getting a by ourselves and just doing our own thing, and they, in their mind, we're plotting over there too. Everything about them, they center themselves into everything. So would that brother say, like, not to call him a racist? Yeah, don't do that. Don't ever do that. You can say a whole lot of things without saying it. Trust me on that. And one thing they can't stand is an extremely smart black man or woman. They can't stand that. You know, when they, when they tell you statements like, wow, you're very smart. You're very articulate. And then you respond back to them and say, what well, I wasn't supposed to be. I wasn't supposed to be smart and articulate. Why would you say that? Or what you do to them when you hear them say statements like that, when you hear them talking about something, go up to them and say, wow, you're very articulate. I'm amazed how articulate you are. Do the same things they do to us back at them, right? And they know exactly what you're doing when you do that. And then it checks them like, oh, shoot, I should not be saying anything like that. Because you understand their anti-black racism is so on autopilot for a lot of them. They, I, I'm, I, I've lived long enough to know this. Some of them don't really realize when they're doing it. Some of them. Now, some of them know exactly what they're doing. But some of them, it's so ingrained into their culture and it, that they're so used to doing it that until you point it out and say, hey, this is anti-black racism. Oh, shoot, I didn't realize. We've been talking like that forever. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, shout out to that brother because unfortunately working for the folks, you're going to be dealing with these kind of issues. So that's, that's a good way to respond to it because once, once they know we know what they're doing, usually they back off.